What do you want? You're locked on to The Big Show, presented by Big O' Tires. Just doing it big, you know? Stop by your locally owned Big O' Tires for no credit needed financing. Big O' Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Every day on The Big Show. What? Gordon and what? Jake want to keep you up to date on all the action, all the newsmakers, and all the big opinions on the Zone Sports Network. This is What's Going On on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and the Zone Sports Network. going on today brought to you by davis vision and their summer lasik sale going on now get rid of those contacts and glasses and save a thousand dollars start your road to better vision at davis vision check them out at davisvisionmd.com or call them at 801-253-3080 davis vision gordon eric jensen put together what's going on today so i get to absolve myself of whether or not these are good picks do you think you have to run from it what do you mean do you think it's uh, – are you worried that you had to make that uh, announcement so that you would not be blamed for, you know, something that was uh, less than stellar? Look, there's only uh, there's only one time that it's okay to be Pontius Pilate, and it's now. <laughs> okay. I washed my hands of these decisions. I had no input on it. But I but, trust but, Eric. But his hands were never dirtier. <laughs> that's – well, All right, that's, that's your opinion. Yeah. Read the Bible. <laughs> Maybe I should. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, but DJ and PK, it's hard to go wrong when you take a clip from the Joe Ingles show with DJ and PK. Yeah. And we had a bit of it played yesterday, but we wanted to revisit this aspect, and it is the draw to represent your country in the Olympics, balancing that with uh, what you owe to yourself and your NBA employer. Mm-hmm. Here's what uh, Joe Ingles had to say about all that. Joe, are we getting you in Utah? Have you gone off to join the Boomers and pursue the Australian Olympic dream and you're in L.A. or Vegas? or What's going on? Where are you? Um, I'm in Utah right now. Um, going to L.A. tomorrow morning um, for our first little kind of mini camp, um, which has been kind of rushed for me, obviously, because I had already told them a long time ago that I would not be at this part of it. Um, so, yeah, trying to figure out some information in, and all that leading into it uh, this last few days just to, to figure it all out because, obviously, um, in my mind and, and even the team, um, the, the Boomers, they obviously had planned for, for me not to be there. So um, I guess a little bit disappointing from one side that I am going, but obviously excited to get with, with the guys as well um, tomorrow and, um, yeah, kind of start that campaign of, of winning a medal. So how are you going to handle all this stuff during the offseason with the international as far as making sure your body is getting the type of recovery and staying in shape and improving your game and all the things that you would normally do in the offseason? Um, yeah, I mean, I'll be busy. <laughs> um, I actually had a nice little... Um, obviously, I'm still... Like I've said, every off-season, um, speak to coach and figure out some things that I can get better at or what, what I can work on. And um, I'm still going to have time to do those things. Um, the, the staff, 
we have with the Boomers is, is um, a lot of different people from all over the place. So um, I'll, I'll, I'll have coaches, I'll, I'll have rebounders and stuff like that. I'll be able to get individual work in um, as, as well as obviously getting ready with, with the team. So um, we've got a good medical team and, and fitness staff and all that. Uh, so, so I'll have... I'll have enough time. Obviously, I'll be flying around a little bit here and there and traveling. Um, but I'll do whatever I have to do to make sure I'm getting my, the, the right amount of lifts in, um, not only for the Olympics, but for, for the, the preparation of, of next year as well and um, the right amount of recovery in. This, this first camp I'm going to tomorrow, I'm not going to really be doing anything. Um, more, more to be with the guys and... Um, this will kind of start my preparation. So I'll, I'll still lift. Um, I've been lifting all this week anyway. Um, obviously get recovery and I'll shoot a couple of times, but, but nothing too strenuous this, this next few, this next week in, in LA. And um, yeah, just make sure I'm, I'm on top of everything um, so that well, obviously one, I'm ready for the Olympics and, and trying, to, trying to do my best there. And then obviously preparing for, for next season as well. So you've had a few days to let it uh, sink in, and when you look back, like where where did it go horribly wrong? What the heck happened? Uh, I mean, it's, it's something that that last bit we've we've heard several yeah. times, Joe, Joe talking about the end of the season. But I wanted to uh, get uh, my thoughts uh, on the air about Olympic play and who you owe what to, and it just seems to me, and this is just Austin Horton's opinion. It seems to me that international play is a much bigger draw and a much bigger deal to the uh, non-American NBA players. Rudy Gobert is going to go play for France. If his legs are still attached to his body, he's going to be there for the French national team. Same with Joe Ingles with uh, with Australia. Uh, and and uh, Howell Neto with uh, Brazil when he was with the Jazz. And on and on and on. It seems to me that there's this is it, it, like the NBA championship is the professional goal, but there's this goal in their heart that maybe matches that of winning a gold medal for their home country. Do you think that it means more to foreign players to play in the Olympics than it does to the American? Players? I think it depends on the individual. You know, everybody looks at it from their own perspective, but I see what you're getting at there. And maybe it's because the U.S. has been so good for so long that uh, it, it uh, they figure maybe a gold medal is in the in the works regardless of who participates. Now that didn't work out so well on certain occasions, but uh, that, you know I don't know. I'm just it's guessing. a personal decision. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let, what about Gordon Monson? Would you rather win an NBA title or win a gold medal? You can if only I'm do a pro- one. If I'm a professional basketball player, yeah, give me the NBA title. Right. I mean. That's that is uh, a, a year's worth of work and more that goes into that. Uh, the, the the Olympic basketball thing is just kind of put together piece by piece, and then you know, you go off for a little while and you train, and then you go play in the Olympics. Plus, I think the competition is is stiffer in the NBA on the whole. Um, that's just my opinion. Than in the Olympics or yeah. international play yeah. in general. Yeah, I, I that's I think that's a hundred percent accurate. I, I ju- and maybe I'm callous. Maybe I need to learn more uh, about 
the draw of playing in the Olympics because if I am in a position of that of general manager or team governor or agent, I uh, I really try all I can to gently, politically, correctly say, do not go play in the Olympics this, this time because you just had a season that butted up right up against the end of last season that's going to butt up right against the start of next season, and you had all these injuries across the NBA, please don't go play in the Olympics. That would be me this, this, this summer. Th- this year in particular, more so than any other. But, uh, yeah, I, I see where you're coming from because the the uh, the NBA teams, the ones who take all the risk, they're sending their players off to have guaranteed contracts, and if they get hurt – uh, then well, what did the what did the NBA team get out of it? Yeah. What On the other hand, we're talking about patriotism in various countries here. Uh, I I know of no examples where maybe it's happened, but I I don't know of it where an owner just or governor went to a player and said, "I do not do this." Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's Joe Ingles, for example. I mean, he grew up in Adelaide. He didn't really watch NBA basketball. But he knew about the boomers, and yeah. that was a big part of his his frame of reference for basketball. So you can certainly understand why that would linger in your soul uh, and and have an impact for you. So you know, yeah. teach his own. I mean, and I think that's the way it should always be. Yeah. I mean, you know, there are athletes in the Olympics, Team USA, whatever, who who spend all four years training for the event, and then they go off and they do it. Uh, not always to great glory, but uh, these NBA players, they they live in this fishbowl and they are used to the, those kinds of attention paid to them. And in the Olympics, uh, yeah, you have an international audience perhaps, but I don't want to say it's just sort of old hat for them because it is a new experience, but it's still more of the same. Yeah, and, and to make a comment about Joe Ingles, he and I are only a couple years apart in age, and he grew up not watching as much NBA. He knew about the boomers, and that was the, the thing in basketball in Australia. I grew up at the same time watching the NBA, and then these guys also go win by 80 points in yeah. the Olympics every game, and I didn't watch a single second of it because why would I? But are you one of those guys, Austin, who prefers not having the NBA players involved in the Olympics? I – I never understood that point of view, to tell you the truth, because every other country was sending their best athletes, but the U.S., the the the, uh, the Soviets used to talk about it in those terms, like, oh, we cannot have the uh, the professionals involved. Meanwhile, they were professionals. Yeah, you know. So, are NBA players aliens? <laughs> are they from a different different world? No, they're humans just like everybody else is. So I always thought, I don't know. Have you seen Boban Marjanovic? I don't know about that. The jury's out, man. I don't know. The best bad guy in the world. Right? But, uh, but anyway, I, I He looks always, like someone in a, in a mascot suit. I, I, never, I, never, I never got into the whole thing of, well, that's somehow competitively unfair because NBA players shouldn't be allowed to do it. No. Send yeah. your best athletes. And whoever wants to go, I don't think anybody should feel like uh, I have to go. But if you want to go and you think it's a good experience for you, then go. And go try your hardest to win it for your country. I don't care if it's France or Australia or the U.S. or Spain or Puerto Rico, whoever. That's the United States. 
Puerto Rico. Didn't uh, didn't uh, uh, yeah they are. But, but wait a minute, <laughs> who is that? Who is the guard who played Carlos for Arroyo? He played for Puerto yeah. Rico. I think that they have their own international team. Yeah, they do. I think you're right. I don't know. I don't know the latest on that. As long as it's not Canada. If Canada wins the gold in, in basketball, then quit the game. They can have hockey <laughs> and curling. <laughs> Are they the best at curling? I, I think uh, maybe. I don't know. Didn't the U.S. just last Winter Olympics win curling? And it was like supposed to be a big deal. And everyone was like, huh, what else is on? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That's funny how it really is sort of interesting how different sports in different countries are so important. Yeah. And they're less important than others. I you know, well, we've talked about that in terms of soccer for a long time, but it seems like there are there is a greater interest in soccer in the U.S. Uh, as time has gone by. But you know, certainly we can't say that the U.S., at least on the men's side, that it has been stressed to the point of great success. Yeah, and that's they are sending their best, supposedly their absolute best soccer players to represent in the World Cup, and it doesn't go so well, well here from the United States. And Back in the day, you know, the East Germans used to send, you know, the best chemically produced athletes. <laughs> and uh, who else? I mean, what, what else? When I think, well, when you, when Russia you, has when just you... been through this big doping thing with the Olympics. <laughs> you go with East Germany from 49 years ago. And so wait a minute. Russia was like five years ago. Every This whole uh, the, the Icarus documentary comes out. And, oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so let me, let's just go through an exercise here. Okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to name a sport and you name the country. Oh boy! Okay. Like meaning, what 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 country identifies with that sport? What sport identifies with that? So you country? want me to ratio countries yeah, and so, stereotypes so, so, here? Yeah. Okay, uh-huh. that's good for my career. Yeah, yeah, okay. Let's do this. There's no danger <laughs> ahead on this one, Mister Robinson. <laughs> okay, how about? <laughs> I already did it with Canada. So uh, how about yeah, you did? <laughs> how about uh, England? Well, their number one sport it's soccer. Okay, the Lions, man. How about, how about Italy? Soccer <laughs> and and racing. How about France? Baguette tosses. No, it's no, soccer. soccer. Yeah, it's soccer. How about Australia? Uh, rugby. Joe Ingles said as much a few weeks yeah. ago. It's rugby, number one, number one. It, well, Australian where, rules rugby. Where does basketball – wait a minute, Australian rules football? Football, yeah. Oh, yeah, right. sorry. All right. Because uh, DJ and PK asked him, where does basketball rank? And he said third. How about Brazil? Uh, soccer. soccer. Is there another sport in Brazil? <laughs> Volleyball, maybe, but it's really just drink a beer and hit a ball. How about Japan? Uh, that's probably baseball. You think? Baseball's huge in Japan. Yeah. Uh-huh. Huge. Do we got Clayton there, Eric? Yeah. Mm-hmm. 426. Austin just wants to get out of this as soon as he can. <laughs> Got to get Clayton. Uh, well, let me let me put you in a corner, Gordon. No, just kidding. Uh, but if the Jazz ever were to say to a player, or any team, to say to a player, hey, we would really like you to not go play in the Olympics, that's not going to go well with a lot of different people and a lot of different players. There might be a handful of players that go, yeah, I don't want to go anyway. Yeah, yeah. But for the most part, agents – and players, they want to have their freedom in the off season to do what they want to do. Yeah. So, and, and they like the, that international audience too. Well, and then they get into the business side mm-hmm. of things, and 
you can you can believe the Disney fied, do it for God and country if you want, but it's really how many shoes can we shill to the <laughs> world public if, in two weeks in Tokyo? Yeah, that's ping what pong. it's about. Ping pong, <laughs> the Czech Republic. <laughs> Vladimir Krushich or whatever his name is. Bagpipe played. Scotland. All right, I'll leave you alone. All right. How about like uh, shuffleboard? I'll tell you that. I'll tell you this. I'd rather watch bagpipe playing in the Olympics than synchronized swimming. I'll tell you that right now. Just legs kicking. Oh, look how great they are! It looks the exact same as the yeah, other but team. You, but you get the underwater look too. They're not drowning. The other team's not drowning. <laughs> Whoever drowns loses. I don't understand the sport. I guess maybe it's a me problem. Yeah, okay. The All bagpipes, right. you're, it sounds like you're skinning cats, and if you miss a note, we hear it. I love the bagpipes. Yeah. All I, right. Let, yeah, who doesn't like bagpipes? You don't like bagpipes? <laughs> you know who bagpipes. likes bagpipes? Deaf people. They love them. <laughs> I was at uh, on Memorial Day. I went over to the cemetery, and there was a guy playing When's bagpipes the, fine, there. That's fine. That's uh, completely. Uh, that's a complete one moment scenario. When's the last time you dialed up bagpipes to listen to while you worked out, or were just flying <laughs> around in your G six out there on the on I eighty listening to bagpipes? bagpipes. Uh, no one just dials up bagpipes. Who are you, Scrooge McDuck? Eric, can we hear a little bagpipe music? We, we can hear Clayton <laughs> talking to us. Is what we can hear. Clayton, you you know all about Olympic sports. What is your favorite Olympic sport, young man? Winter or summer? Oh, winter, winter or, or summer. summer? What both? Either. Either. Neither. Both. Winter. <laughs> winter. I definitely have to go. I mean, I have a little confession. I've always wanted to try speed skating. Try yes. to go to the Olympics. Blair Jensen back in the day, or Dan Jensen back in the day. Yeah, he was great. But with my last name, we've always joked about maybe, you know, being a professional curler. I don't know. Maybe. That's, that's you know. terrible. That's a terrible joke, Clayton. I'd expect that from your father. Uh, your... I bet Clayton would be good with a broom. <laughs> you know, I'd just, just you know, sweep that. All right. Uh, I mean, my mom. My mom used to make me scrub the the kitchen floors pretty good. When especially <laughs> I came home once uh, with some pierced earrings and some pierced ears and earrings in it. Wow. I tell you why I just scrubbed the kitchen floors pretty good. I bet I'd be good at curling. That went over real well, huh, in the curl household? Not at all. Yeah, Gordon, yeah. you and I both know that. Not, no, no chance. Hey, well, what does go over well at the curl household is uh, serving the community well, and you do that here at the warehouse. You've blown our minds several times today with prices on certain deals. What else you got for us? I wanted to thank Dawson. I appreciate that. And I wanted to retouch on the clean adjustable base because I just talked with our store manager, Mike, and during the break, uh, my break, when I wasn't talking with you guys, um, we decided to come up with a little package deal because a lot of people come in and they say, okay, all right, Clayton, all right, Mike, I have a guest bedroom or my son's in college, my daughter, or a, a family just starting off, like my little brother who just got married, and all we need is a queen, but we don't want to just get a base and a mattress, but we also want a bed. So I'm going to throw together a little package with this uh, queen head-up adjustable base that we've talked about all day regularly, $22.99. We're doing it for $8.99. If you buy the base, I give you a free mattress. 
but I also have uh, a queen um, bed scent, so head, headboards, rails, and, and footboards. And I think it's really important because, you know, just like I said, you don't want to just come in and, and uh, buy just based on the mattress. If you already have one, great. Take out the box things, out the flats, put the base in the, in, in the frame, and it's kind of like a shell, right? The bed you pack is a shell, and it looks good. Especially all the, all the listeners who have a wife know that you're probably not going to get away with just sleeping on, on a base and a mattress. So we have a queen bed frame, regular price, $589. i am going to go ahead and put it in the entire deal at $1,199. You come in and you buy the base. At eleven ninety nine, I'm going to give you a free mattress, and I'm going to throw in that bed. So you have the headboard, the footboard, and the rails all for eleven ninety nine. Only at the Salt Lake location, we're going to do this for our little construction sale, and it makes sense. I've said it a thousand times, and I'll say it again. We're not only Utah, but I, I honestly think when we go to the shows in Vegas. And the regional reps say, you guys sell more adjustable beds than anyone in our region. So with a lot of assurance, I say we're the best in the West of the Mississippi. And I would even say the best in the country if you need an adjustable base. Come and see us. We have tons of options. Not just, not just the ones I'm talking on the radio. If you want the split king, you can get the split king. If you want the solid king with all the bells and whistles. If you want a queen, hey, maybe if you just want that twin extra long or the twin, we have all sizes, even in full. Come check us out. We have different options in mattresses, everything from an 8-inch memory foam to a tra- traditional all the way up to the 15, 16-inch memory foam, gel-infused, hybrid with coils, individual, pro- incredible stuff. Come check us out. Remember the deal. $8.99 on the base, free mattress, and if you pay $11.99, I'll even give you the bed. Only at the warehouse in Salt Lake. Boom. It's Clayton from the warehouse, just uh, saving people money and enriching their lives. Clayton, we'll do it again in a little bit. Thank you, sir. All right, we're live at the warehouse, 1825 South, 300 West. More of the big show on the other side here on The Zone. What do you want? You're locked on to the big show, presented by Big O Tires. Just doing it big, you know. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. With this in my ear, I refuse. Gordon, you take it. I love bagpipes. You're crazy. I always have. It's just uh, music. I I mean, this music here. Like listening to ghost wine. This music here is a little bit. Hold on. This music here is a little on the traditional side. (laughs) But have have you have you heard? Is there contemporary bagpipes? Yes. Eric, crazy. Eric, dig a little deeper and find. Some of that, uh, you know, some of that. Uh, that rocking bagpipe <laughs> music. The electric bagpipe. You're crazy. Haven't you ever heard, you know, the real kind of, I don't know, just a more contemporary bagpipe? Ba- no. A bagpipe is a, you hear one bagpipe, you've heard them all. No, 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 no. No, if, if Eric looks hard, he can find 
some some. I don't know that pipe. Indiana Jones could unearth <laughs> contemporary bagpipe music. I'm telling you, it exists. Uh, we got just a few couple of minutes here, Gordon. You did have some leftovers that we hadn't addressed yet on the list. Yes, uh, let me uh, hit those real quick. Let me give you three items. The first one is a tough one to talk about because you and I aren't doctors, but did you see that C.C. Telfer, she's a transgender American track athlete, has been ruled ineligible to compete at the U.S. team trials because her testosterone levels were too high. She won the 2019 NCAA title in the 400-meter hurdles, but now will not compete. I know it's a tough subject because you and I aren't experts in this regard, but I guess the U.S. Uh, Olympic organization has some sort of guidelines as far as how high those testosterone levels can go. Yeah. They say that they're inclusive and they don't have anything against it, but they have they have against transgender athletes, but they, they say they have to draw that line somewhere. Well, if that line is the same for all uh, competitors, then I think it's fair. But – I am. I need to educate myself better and talk to people who uh, live a life of transgender. Uh, uh, you know, uh, that that face prejudice and bias every day in that regard because I don't, and I don't know anyone uh, real close to me that does. And but as we're talking about just a, a sport competition, if every competitor in that field in that race has to meet the same standards, mm -hmm. then. I don't see really where a complaint could be had. Does that make yeah, sense? I think they. I don't know. I do not know the the particulars of this, but I think they had to. They felt like they had to, from a scientific standpoint, draw a line somewhere. And but they are saying they don't have any problem with uh, transgender uh, transgender athletes. Uh, and that that that's an interesting topic to me. I mean, I. I would like to make it as fair as possible, but I, Austin, I know you well enough to know that you don't have any kind of bias in any way, shape, or form <laughs> toward a transgender athlete. Am I oh, right? Oh, right. Yeah. Uh, I do have bias uh, towards, you know, the Yankees <laughs> and the Lakers. But, yes. Other than transgender that, athletes? No, yeah. I don't. That's I want everyone to have a happy, healthy life, no matter what uh, their persuasion. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, good on you. All right, let me ask you about what Dale Murphy, Murphy said on our show yesterday. Uh, you're Mr. Baseball. You do two minutes of baseball. <laughs> two minutes? Uh, uh, 20 seconds. 20 seconds. <laughs> it feels like two minutes. <laughs> oh, wow. Didn't you used to do two minutes? No! What are you talking about? <laughs> I told you the other day, for every 10 seconds we talk about NASCAR, <laughs> I'm adding 10 seconds to 20 seconds of baseball. Okay, maybe yeah. that was it. Anyway, uh, Dale said the games are too long. That was yeah. his main complaint. Uh, who was it? Somebody had 10 straight strikeouts uh, either today yeah, or, who, or last night. Who yeah, was that? I can't remember. Uh, anyway. Uh, but so, it happened. <laughs> so we, we, as we talked with Dale yesterday, in case you missed it, uh, we were bringing up the whole, fact, the whole idea that there have been so many strikeouts this year. The league average – is this is 25% and that's what uh Sandy Koufax and Nolan Ryan's average was back in the day. <laughs> so we talked about all kinds of different things that can be done from moving the mound back a foot or so to uh, uh to you know making uh, them pitch underhand. <laughs> so, okay, so what did you think about what he said? Giving the batters a fungo-sized bat? Yeah. <laughs> uh I think if Dale Murphy has a thought, it should be listened to. Because he spans, 
he's right there in between the old, old eras and the new, new eras, right? He's the 70s and 80s, and I even played, I think, early 90s, but I'd have to check on that. But he he's seen a lot of different era of baseball, and if he is saying the games are too long, I think that that's something baseball should listen to. He said they should se- listen he to said, me saying he it. He said seven inning games. I'm fine with it. I th- yeah. I think that I think seven innings would be a compromise. I would be fine with five innings. He well, he had a couple uh, of connections to that. The first one was that pitchers just don't pitch that long anymore unless yep. they have like a no hitter going. And sometimes they've they've been interrupted in that. They case. just last night the Red Sox pulled a guy with a no hitter. Yeah. So. so he he said uh, he said shorter games. He said he went to a game recently that was four hours long, and it wasn't good. I don't know of anything that's four hours long. Well, I can think of a few things <laughs> that if it lasted four hours, it'd be cool. But there's a few. Like what? No, there's a few. <laughs> like uh, <laughs> the unlimited pancakes at the local <laughs> pancakery. <laughs> Uh, right. <laughs> if you know what I'm saying. Okay. Yeah. The homemade maple syrup, if it lasted four hours, that would be fine. But a baseball game or, or church, anything, if, if, if it lasts more than an hour, an hour, movies. I don't even like long movies. If it lasts longer than an hour, it's probably not worth your time unless it's named The Big Show. Got to put that caveat in there because we're a five-hour show. All right. So... <laughs> My my last uh, my last item here. I think I'm going to save for the non sports report. All right, there's a tease, and, and it's not even. I mean, it's it's very 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 interesting to me. Oh boy, it's going <laughs> to suck. That's a that's a heavy setup, man. I'm telling you, it's very interesting to oh, those God. who 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 who. What's think. the su- what if it were a Jeopardy category? What would it fall under? Uh. Potent potables? No, I think it would be something along the lines of uh, historical honeys. <laughs> honeys? <laughs> like like the sweet? Yeah. Like a bee, honey no, bee? No, not literally. It's just something very interesting to me that honeys. I will share with our listeners. Like yes. wrestling shoes, honeys? <laughs> just, the hell? Just wait and see. Oh, can we oh. have a little more modern contemporary bagpipe music too? I mean, come on, we can do better than whatever. Stay that tuned. Was. This fascinating <laughs> not sports report is up next. You're gonna, you're gonna show. love it. Yeah, huh? Okay. I mean, listen to those bagpipes. But it's not just bagpipes. There's a bagpipe player in this band, just like uh, uh, shipping up to Boston, flogging Molly. That band, they have bagpipe sound, but it's not a bagpipe band. There's a bagpipe in the band. You know why that is? Because the bagpipes alone by themselves are what you torture terrorists with. Wait Not what you just chill to. Now, I think Eric has found some other uh, bagpipe music. I actually like this song. <laughs> okay, uh, I think. What, no, what, he hasn't found what, it because it doesn't exist. It does exist. You I'm asked him you. to find it, and it's a stand-up comedian mocking bagpipes. <laughs> no, it was, it was somebody else. Oh, well, that's your up. opinion. All right. All right, uh, it's time for the Not Sports Report. 
We waited through that break with bated breath. The Inos Sports Report is brought to you by, for now, LHM Used Car Supermarket. Over 1,000 used vehicles in inventory shop online at LHMUsedCars.com. They might change their mind. I'm really worried about this because when Gordon says, <laughs> now, I've got a big, a good not sports report, then it's like, okay, I hope your kids aren't in the car. Well, it might, in some ways, to some people, it might seem sort of dusty and boring. So me. But, okay. to, but to me... <laughs> It is fascinating, oh, and no. I think oh, to, no. to many of our listeners, you know, who, All right. who, who you know, think deeply. Uh, <laughs> so if we don't like it, we aren't deep thinkers. <laughs> Check. Go ahead, Professor. I'm, I'm waiting for that bagpipe music anytime. You're you going to be it. waiting a long time. All right, so, so Austin, do you have any desire to go to Europe? Uh, almost to zero. Really? Truly. Why? Because there's so much that I want to see here that I still have never seen. And Europe just seems like a bunch of old, decrepit buildings that kings used to <laughs> lord over people in. And you wait an hour long lines and they don't have ice cubes in Europe. Well, that, I don't, I, th- no, yes, no, I'm do. good. <laughs> okay, so. So this fits into that category that you just described a little bit. I mean, if you like Europe, go. I just don't, yeah. But my dad told me many, many years ago, he said that Italy was one of the most interesting countries in the world. And when we went, I took my family over. We went to uh, we went to Italy and different parts. And we went to Rome, mm-hmm. and as a lot of people do. And we went to many of the sites Went to the Vatican. Went to many of the, you know, the the uh, the items and buildings from antiquity. Sure. Yeah. There, we went to the Colosseum, which is you. which is a feat of uh, engineering and construction. Yes. Yeah. Did I ever show you pictures of us standing there? I'll and, say yes. Uh, <laughs> Here, let me. <laughs> no, the film oh, slide that me. you've got in your backpack there. <laughs> Click. Chunk. <laughs> Here I so, am in front of the Statue of David. No, 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 Here I am from the back of the Statue of David. Here I am from the side of the Statue Okay. All right. So we went to the Coliseum, and I was I was mightily impressed by a building that was constructed so many years ago. I didn't necessarily like what took place in the Coliseum, but the building itself was like uh, an old modern stadium. Yeah, sure. Really cool. Uh, and, but the problem, one of the deals was I was so impressed as we walked around it, but you couldn't go down into the bottom part of the Coliseum because it was forbidden. You can't go down there. Not anymore. Now you can. Apparently, for the first time in 2,000 years, the area at the bottom of the Coliseum, described as the heart of the building, has been opened and open. This is where the gladiators and the animals uh, waited before going into combat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. And, and if you've been to the, those of you who've been to the Coliseum, you look down there and you see all the divides down there underneath where the surface was, and that's that's the place they're talking about. Now you can go down there and walk through it. And it's been how many years since anyone? 2,000. 2,000 years. Well, I mean, I imagine. So now I feel people... like I'm on the moon landing and going, no, you go first. You go <laughs> well, ahead, you, Buzz. You, th- <laughs> you think that it's haunted? Go ahead, Neil. 
if you live, I'll maybe I'll get two thousand years. It's going to collapse on you. No, no, there's a reason no, you weren't allowed down in there. It's open. It's uh, like when you look down at the bottom of the Coliseum. Oh, okay. Uh, there's nothing the, above the, your the head. The surface isn't there. Anymore. I see. Okay. All and right. At okay. least, well, maybe there are some parts. So that let go me down ask you this farther. then: Would you go on a uh, a promenade, a walk in the bottom of Kennecott? There's nothing above your head. <laughs> would you? Um, if I thought it was safe, this is... Do you think this is safe? Yeah, I think it's safe. Why haven't they been doing it then? Uh, I don't know. There's no, I don't know why they haven't It been sounds to it. me like, wow, we really lost a bunch of tourist money due to this pandemic. I know. We'll get people to come and maybe not die. <laughs> Let's think, roll the dice I with think them. it was more, they didn't want, and I, maybe that, that could be part of it, but I think some of it was that they, they you know, it was, it's, uh, um, archaeologically fragile. Exactly. In other words, not safe. <laughs> Scientist, scientific reasoning, professor language, or street lingo, don't go in there. Well, it's uh, been 2,000 years, and uh, the people that were last in there died in there. Well, I mean, they were kept in there, you know? <laughs> Didn't you see Gladiator? <laughs> yeah, I did. You know what's really weird, though? You know what? Okay. Back in ahead. the day, it was all underground, and I imagine they yeah. must have somehow had some... They used candles. Candles? Candles for the light sure. down there. And and when... So if the Gladiators were down there in this, like, cave-like cavern, and then all of a sudden they pop up into the ar- ar- arena... And the sun is shining? Blinding them and all that, yeah. Well, anyway, I would be fascinated by uh, having the opportunity to go back to the Coliseum and walk through. And the... I'll watch it on YouTube. <laughs> and get just Austin, as much out of no, it. No, you can't. You've got to go see these And places. I'll have ice cubes in my drink. <laughs> all right. We do have to get to Clayton. Clayton's been to Europe. Clayton was just bet, recently bet, in Europe, I, I bet heard. he's been to the Coliseum. Have I you been know. to the Coliseum, uh, Clayton? Of course I've been to the Coliseum. Would you go hang out in the depths of it? <laughs> uh, with who? With guided tours. No way. Yeah, But if exactly. I was with a bunch of college buddies, if I was with a bunch of college buddies, <laughs> Or God I'm herself. There. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right. <laughs> it would be a miracle to survive it. Uh, what's a miracle is the prices here at uh, the warehouse. Also a modern feat of technology, what you guys have going on. Hey, I love the way you always tie me in, Austin, and it's true. It's been a crazy year. It's been a crazy year to, to get inventory and get your hands on it. And this week on Tuesday, we got a truckload full of love seats, stationary love seats and sofas. And I want to talk about this package deal we're doing. A stationary sofa and love package deal. Normally, you can buy a sofa at any of the box stores on the same street we're located for maybe $12.99, for maybe $9.99. Well, here at the warehouse, we're doing both the sofa and the love seat. Not just the sofa for $12.99, not just the love seat. For $9.99. We're doing both the sofa and the love seat. You come in and buy the sofa at $12.99, I give you the love seat for free. It's a set. I've got four different options in four different colors. They came in on Tuesday. Come in, bring your wife. She's the boss. She's in charge. Pick which one you like. Buy it. Pay for it. 
$12.99, get the love seat for free, and take it home with you today. I have them in stock. Don't wait six weeks, eight weeks, 12 weeks, 22 weeks, 24 weeks, none of that. I have inventories inventory today. Come in and get them. I also got in six different options of sectionals. A 10-foot by 9-foot station, stationary sectional in six different covers. I have them today. You won't pay $19.99. You won't even pay $15.99. At $12.99. Last time I said $13.99, like I said, we talked with Mike. I can even go to $12.99 for a 10 by 9 foot sectional. And with what prices have been going through the roof this year with, with wood prices, fabric prices, gas prices, that's crazy. Come into the warehouse and get a sectional for $13.99. I said $12. We're doing $12. $12.99. Or get the set. The sofa for $12.99, I throw in the love seat for free. Boom. And I love the, like you said, it's here. You, you buy it. You take it home. It's in your spot tonight. And you're enjoying a better life You buy it. You pick it up and you take it. We, we talked about delivery. We now offer, um, because my little brother moved to Chicago, and just how I guess that's how life is. <laughs> Got married, picked his stuff up, left, and went to Chicago where my <laughs> other sister lives. So now we use a third party. We have an option for delivery. It's a third party system. But I always say, hey, forget paying extra for delivery. Come in, buy it, figure out your situation, a neighbor, a friend, someone who owes you a favor who has a truck or something, buy it, pay for it, pick it up, take it home today. He's Clayton. It's the warehouse, 1825 South, 300 West in Salt Lake. Get in here and to save some money and to get some great stuff. Thank you, Clayton. Thanks, guys. Boom. More of the Big Show up next with Jeremiah Jensen of KSL's Sportsbeat right here on The Zone.